But there's something about, and I'm and I'm specifically going to refer to Christianity because that is what I identify with. There is this facade put out that Christians have it together, that they they know what they're doing and they figured this all out. And I don't know why that is. Why do we as people pretend like we know what we're doing? What up, guys? Welcome to the second season of The Breakthrough Room. I'm your host, Christine. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And I do want to take a moment before we even get into this episode. I want to take a moment and let you all know that I completely rely on your word of mouth, your subscription, your reviews, and all that good stuff. If there is anything that you resonate with in this episode or if anything you've liked of the past, please make sure to review comment, share with your friends, subscribe, do all that stuff because it really helps me out. Now, let's pick up where we left off. So when you last heard from me, I was letting you know, I was filling you guys in on this spiritual journey that I had been experiencing. And at the very end, the very last week of my time in South Carolina, it all just connected from me. And that's what you were listening to in the last episode is that, is that full circle those connecting the dots moments of getting what I asked for. And that was my spiritual growth. So that was my time in South Carolina. It was, I guess you could say the beginning steps. And it was a very isolating experience for me. I was in a small town and I didn't know anyone. It was just me, my four walls with my animals and God, like that, that was it for six months. And I decided to move to Atlanta in January and throw myself back into the real world. So I moved here in January and I'll be honest with you, I cannot give you my honest opinion of Atlanta yet. And that is all on me. I take full responsibility of that. I have really not even tried to give Atlanta a chance because I've just been in this emotional and mental space that just been all over. I, I mean, I, I believe what I've been going through is a transitional period of the next phase of my life. Um, it's also further deepened my relationship with God, but I mean, it hasn't been easy. No, not at all. Has not been easy, but, uh, the weather's getting nice here and I'm looking forward to seeing more of Atlanta and more of Georgia and maybe even more of the South. I I don't know. We'll see, but I am looking forward to it. So when I kind of get a more of a taste of Atlanta, I'll let you know what I think. So I wanted to start this season with where I'm at in my spirituality and some of the lessons that I've learned in in growing my relationship with God and in some of the relation and some of the things about myself, um, there are lessons that should certainly be applied in your faith, but also just in every relationship you have and just trying to navigate this world. I really don't know why it's taken me to be 36 to like figure out some of these things that quite frankly, we see posted all over Instagram. Like these are not messages that are brand new, but it's finally connecting within me. And one of the things that I have been taking note of and trying to 
sort out my feelings about is when I declared my relationship with God and made it more public. I started to attract more people that shared the same love and experiences. And this is all a good thing. But there's something about, and I'm and I'm specifically going to refer to Christianity because that is what I identify with. However, this is something that is a universal idea or, or issue that you'll see with any sort of faith or spiritual background or group is that there is this facade put out that Christians have it together, that they, they know what they're doing and they figured this all out. And I don't know why that is. And this is just people, but again, I'm specifically talking about Christians because that is what I'm connected to. But I don't know why that is. Why do we as people pretend like we know what we're doing? Yo, if we knew what we were doing, we would not have doctors, we would not have lawyers, we, the divorce rates would not be so high, we would not be in debt, we wouldn't be fat. Like, why, why, why do we act like we have it all figured out? And that, that facade really started to bother me because... I wanted to talk about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit with people. I wanted to share what I was going through with people that believed it and that understood it. But, and while, okay, and while what I'm about to say next may also come with the best intentions, it was, it was also at times very frustrating that the feedback I could receive at times were more of like, well, that's great, but you should try this, right? And sometimes when you're sharing with people, you really just want to share. You're not asking for a problem to be solved. You're not asking for advice. You're not asking for their opinion. You just want to connect. You're sharing to connect. And as people, we miss the mark, right? Like we're always trying to solve everyone's problems, but our own, because Lord, we do that. Um, but whatever. So like, I, I understand, right? Like I'm not, I'm not assuming or accusing anyone of being anything but helpful. But it becomes frustrating at times because when you have the outside appearance of someone pretending or a group of people pretending that they have the answers, you start to compare yourself. When you're in your very vulnerable state of figuring it out and understanding what it means to believe in what you believe in, it starts to make you feel like you, you're, you're not on their level. You, you, don't, you can't recite verses, so you're not a Christian. You don't know how to pray. Um, if you're not going to church, then like, what are you even doing with your life? And it's hard to not compare yourself to others. And that's, that's just kind of a universal theme that we all do as people is we compare ourselves to others. So this thing of comparison, we're not always picking people that can actually guide us. We're comparing to people that are putting on a show. My favorite is whenever, and I, again, this is something I've started to like connect, having relationship conversations with other single women 
who have also been hurt and they haven't figured it out. And we're humans will never have it figured out. But there are certain things in dating, for example, like when to stay or leave a relationship, what are non-negotiables, what should be, you know, a compromise. There are things in relationships that only you know the answer to. And so if you're trying to get relationship advice from your single girlfriend who's been unfortunately hurt and hurt and hurt and hasn't quite healed herself and her motto is men ain't shit, how is that helpful? If you're trying to get relationships on how to make a successful relationship work, why are you going to your single friends that are always in and out of relationships? Now, I'm not saying that all successful relationships successful, quote unquote, successful determined by the length of time or marriage determined by the length of time. I'm not saying that that is the definition of successful and that we should be modeling every single commitment we see because we know behind the scenes, not everything's perfect and not everyone has figured out how to make themselves happy to be a part of someone else's happiness. Um, but It's just kind of like you have to ask yourself, why are you going to certain people who also are trying to figure it out? It's like trying to go to therapy and you're in the waiting room and you're getting advice from all the sick people that are also in the waiting room who, who are broken inside. But they're telling you how to do it and you're comparing yourself to them and you're taking their, like it doesn't make sense. So when it comes to, when it came to my faith, I started to get to a point where I, tr- I I lessened my reaction to being defensive because that would be my immediate go-to is I would get defensive when someone told me how I should be doing it. Because again, I understood on the other side that they were just trying to be helpful, that maybe they were excited and that worked for them. I tried to separate that. Um, but I also picked and chose who I wanted to have certain conversations with. So there are certain people in my life that I feel like I can have conversations with that are very understanding and compassionate and non-judgmental. Those are the ones that I have the deeper conversations with because I feel like I can connect and open up without judgment and they allow me to explore. And I will ask questions. I will ask them, what do they think? What do they think this means? Well, how this applies to them? Because the way they receive me, it makes me feel like I am good as I am and I am welcome to grow. And those are the people that I open up to and look up to and take their advice or maybe note their advice and I'll take it later because sometimes I'm just not ready to, I'm not ready to apply it because I'm like, yo, you're crazy. So I think it's really important that when we are idolizing people or we are looking up to people or we are seeking guidance from people that we're very careful on who we talk to. And that doesn't mean you can't talk to anyone else who does not have those certain uh, standards. It doesn't mean that someone else doesn't have valuable information But what I am saying is we can't always react to what everyone has to say. And that's where I fell short is that I would react inside to what everyone has to say because I could not handle the idea of being judged or not being taken seriously. 
And that was a personal struggle within me. And so anytime someone said something outside of what I believed or doing or, or agreed with, it struck a chord. One of the things that struck a chord with me was this idea of going to church. Oh, church. Now, here's the thing. I want to make it very clear. I do not have anything against church. In fact, I am looking for a church and I plan to go tomorrow to my first church in Atlanta, Georgia. So this is not about not going to church. I believe there is a benefit to going to church and and connecting with others and having a community with people that share the same love and interest as you, especially as something as personal as your relationship with God. But there is this thing, this pressure, this nonverbal standard that if you're not going to church, you're not Christian enough. And I never really understood that because going to church and having your relationship with God is beyond that hour of service. It's beyond giving money. It's beyond volunteering at church. That is part of it. But it's what you do outside of church that is also a part of your relationship with God. So this pressure that if you're not going, you're not doing it right, um, my words, not anyone else's, it's, it's a put off. I mean, that's just what it is, right? It is a put off. It makes me not want to go. In fact, I was having a conversation with someone and I was explaining how I made the decision that I do want to marry a man who has a relationship with God. It, I realize that is important to me. And the first response is, well, you need to start going to church because that's where you're going to meet a man of God. And I was just like, that is so freaking limiting. I am not saying that is not true. Please hear me out. I am not saying that is not true, but that is such a limiting boxed in way of finding of man of God. In fact, when I first story time, when I first said this out loud that I wanted a man of faith, I went to Miami that following day for four days to visit a friend, Miami, Florida, like do need I say more? It's it's not Las Vegas Sin City, but I mean, it might as well be the second version, right? I went out to a bar. That's not really church. I was drinking alcohol, probably not in the Bible. I met a man, very nice guy. Everything, you know, like there was, it was just conversation. Very nice guy. He was very cool, like very friendly. The people he was with, all it was just a good night. At the end of the night, we exchanged numbers. He asked me to dinner the following day. All right, cool. Why not? Right. I'm thinking like, oh, this is just another night out in Miami. Um, I'll just have a nice date with this person that I enjoy talking to. He's very intelligent. Conversation was great. All right. We're in the car. And the very first thing out his mouth is he's a man of faith. And he was explaining it in a story. And um, relating it to his upbringing. It, it made sense, okay? It wasn't like this weird comment. It made sense in what he was talking about. And in my head, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, you didn't really need to say that. And I immediately thought, well, he must be Catholic because he's Cuban. And I just assume, my my brain assumes that if you're Latino, you're Catholic. I know that's not true, but that was just my upgrade, upbringing as I was around mostly Catholics. And we keep talking and... I mentioned my experience in South Carolina and I said spiritual growth. And he was like, well, tell me more about that. Like, what, what was that? 
I go into this whole, my whole story and he is completely engulfed in what I'm saying. And like his eyes are locked in and I'm just like, whoa, this is kind of, it's kind of weird. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Hear me out. Not a bad thing. But I wasn't, I wasn't used to that response when I was talking about my spiritual growth and God. And I was very open and vulnerable. And he immediately said, wow, I love that you put God first. And then proceeds to tell me how he grew up in a Christian church and talks to me about his family. It was a moment like that, that I met this person who really appreciated my story, connected with me on this very personal experience, who was a Christian man. Now, I don't know anything beyond him beyond, besides that moment. We have not spoken since, so I really don't know. But my point was, I declared verbally to God, I want this. And all of a sudden, doors opened where I'm meeting people at the most random places that are a Christian man that that presents me with the opportunity to explore something with and it's not church so I almost forgot where I'm going with this to be honest with you I just got into the story of Miami because I really haven't thought about that in a while up until this very moment but my point is is that this idea of having to go to church puts a lot of pressure on people who are really trying to understand their personal relationship with God. And that is the key thing. Your faith is personal. That means no one can tell you how to feel and how to feel it and recognize it and trust it. No one can tell you. It is a personal experience with God. So when we are reacting to the things that are being said to us, we have to keep in mind, one, who is the person and do they model what you want to be and or do they walk the walk and or do they make you feel comfortable and open and accept you to and allow your growth to be what it is. But also, only you really know. This is your personal experience. So someone saying to me, the way you're going to find a man is by going to church. That may be very true for them. And that is their personal experience. They've connected with God by spending all their time at church, by connecting with people at church, by finding people that resonate with what they're looking for at church. That is their personal experience. My personal experience has been, quite frankly, a wide range, and I love it that way. So I finally got to that point where I recognize that there are certain people that I go for guidance, and there are certain people that I can engage in certain conversations with. However, I can't react. I can't take it personally, and the defensiveness is unnecessary. They're coming from a good place. They're just trying to share what worked for them. And if you don't agree, you can you know, express your disagreement, whatever. But only I know. Only I know and only God knows. And, you know, him and I, we talk a lot. So why would I take it from anyone else? Another thing that I have been starting to understand, and it's honestly been very difficult for me to understand it or connect it or accept it rather, is when you are probably in more of the beginning stages of finding your relationship with God, there are a lot of positive high moments, right? You're, you're feeling things you've never felt before. And it is such a 
motivating and inspiring and a beautiful experience. And you're just such in awe with what is happening to your life. And I don't really know if it's a subconscious thought or if we just don't think about it, but just because you have your relationship, does that mean that relationship is easy? It does not mean believing in God does not come with questions. There have been many times where I have been broken and have been questioning, like, are you even listening? Why is this so painful? And having faith does not mean that God necessarily takes that pain away. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. And it's not always in the way that you want it to be. And that's the hard part. Having faith also means having hope that there is something beautiful on the other end of this. Maybe what you're going through is not necessarily the path God wanted you to go on, but you decided you could steer your own car, right? And you took it, you took it left. But having faith is that in those moments of pain that you will be brought back to your path if you were taken off, but that there is something on the other end, that there is hope for something amazing. And in my case, what I hope for is that if I'm going to experience be experiencing these pains, these these issues, these things. I hope that I'm experiencing it for experiencing it for a purpose to make myself better, but also to help others. Because I do feel like my purpose is to help others. So if it means I have to go through certain things to understand it, to be able to express it and relate, then that's what I hope is going to come out the other end along with all the desires that I have. Having faith is not easy. Honestly, it's not. It's probably it's probably one of the most difficult things that I ever agreed to, like that I agreed to take this on. And you're constantly being questioned by people that don't understand. You have moments where you're being judged and I didn't realize the aversion to judgment I had. Um, and a lot of people do, but I didn't realize the physical feelings I would have when I feel like I'm being judged and not seen and alone. Um, that's another thing. I've had many moments where I feel alone in my faith, but it's that, it's that hope and drive to keep going that is faith because of this relationship I am experiencing with God, the very personal relationship I am experiencing. So I just wanted to share that because if there is someone who is going through this new phase or going through a part where they're questioning it, the doubts, the questions, the uncertainty, the am I doing it right? Am I being heard? I freaking get it. You're not alone and I get it, but faith is not easy. Faith cannot necessarily be touched, seen, heard, um, and if it is, it's usually a very personal moment. It's not something that everyone can see for you to prove that it's real, and that's the hard part. It's just, it's just believing 
in this thing, in this relationship, in this purpose without actually knowing what the ending looks like, like, like tangibly knowing what the ending looks like. That's really the biggest takeaway and the biggest thing for me is that I keep reminding myself that it is my personal experience. It is my personal feelings. I have related to God in ways or connected to God in ways that I didn't realize were possible. Um, I have began to implement certain changes in my life that I feel is the next best thing for me in this relationship with God, but also in how I want to live my life and connect with other people. So it ain't easy. Not easy. So thank you so much, guys. I'm going to wrap this up. Please again, like and subscribe, share with your friends. And again, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.